Roy, thank you for joining me in what I believe is uh, your evening. Um, I, I really appreciate you making time to do this interview. I actually wanted to kick off and, and by handballing straight to you and get you to tell us about what, what you do in the e-commerce space and a, a, bit of it, a bit about your background as well. Yeah, no, thanks, James. I uh, appreciate you having me on. And uh, yeah, so a little bit about me. Um, I am an Amazon FBA seller myself. Um, running uh, brands in uh, categories such as beauty, uh, supplements, health. Um, but really what my main focus is uh, today and where my passion lies is what we do at uh, Seller.Tools. So I'm a co-founder uh, of the platform and we are just constantly thinking of ways of adding uh, value to um, FBA sellers. We focus just purely on Amazon and ways of optimizing your presence, generating more sales, and those important things, ranking and reviews um, for, for Amazon success. Yeah, awesome. That sounds like a really good space to be in, um, given the hype uh, that we're seeing in this in this uh, this industry. So my next question is, you know, what challenges do you think people will be facing in 2022? Now, I guess, given that you've got so many touch points, you can answer that from a seller perspective, agency, aggregator. Like, keen to hear your thoughts, Troy. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting time. We're on. We're still in the little bit of the um, what we'll call it the the COVID hangover that that has hit e-commerce, where there is a little bit of instability for uh, supply chains and raw materials, and um, we're we're all collectively, I think, looking for uh, almost getting back to status quo. So there is the logistics and product aspect that really impacts e-commerce businesses and Amazon FBA businesses. Um, but the other thing that's really big, that's really specific to our space is the shifting Amazon landscape. And that is really showing up in different ways that Amazon's making clear the things you can and cannot do as a brand and uh, as a seller. Um, some of those things are really advantageous that give you a competitive advantage. And so it's going to be really interesting as, as PPC continues to scale up. Um, I forget the numbers. It was, like, I think, 30, 31 billion um, attributed to you know Amazon uh, PPC. And, and that's like almost all margin, right? So um, you have the diversity of ad types, you have the pay-to-play aspect. And so it's a very unique backdrop for sellers to think about where their unique uh, competitive advantage is, given that Amazon likes to normalize most brands' uh, presence. And uh, that's really where we spend a lot of time with the tools. But I also think with my my seller lens as well, I'm always thinking, okay, how am I using external traffic? How am I owning uh, traffic and my customers? How am I creating longevity instead of being purely transactional on the platform? And those are the big challenges, but also I think opportunities. And and do you think that those those challenges and opportunities are the same for sellers, aggregators, and like agencies who are ultimately running Amazon stores, or do you think this this may slightly vary? What's your thinking on that? I, I think it really hits hits uh, brands at all levels. Um, it really is one of those things that um, often it can be a question of scale because when you're aggregators and you've maybe got you know 10, 15, 20 brands under your umbrella, you're leveraging a strategy. You want to have to you want to really mitigate your risk, but you also know. Uh, you know, as you as you increase that perceived risk, there's more room to create that um, customer LTV and that repeat purchase behavior or that cross selling potential. And so, I think it is it really is a, a shared challenge where um, brands, aggregators, and and even agencies, because obviously they take on 
some presumed liability just by virtue of advising and directing clients that, um, and this is really what I, I t- teach a lot, especially with, with some of our tools is getting the foundation, right? Some of the basics, um, with all of these changes, we've seen a regression to the mean because so many brands are doing kind of doing the same thing and then finding success purely by chance, as opposed to doing better keyword research, better listing optimization, PPC campaign configuration, um, and being able to systematize and almost exploit a competitive advantage. So to the to the spirit and to, to answer your question, I think it is it truly is a, a shared challenge. It's just a, almost a measure of scale. Interesting. Um, I guess I just wanted to kind of flesh out one more thing from what, what you said just now. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned about what you can and cannot do on Amazon. You know, you, you, you kind of touched on that. Can, could you give us an example of maybe what you, what, what you think, you know, what you cannot do, what you can do and how that'll kind of, you know, example of those and how that'll come into play in 2022? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, an example of one thing that Amazon has called out that uh, that is in the can't do bucket necessarily is using something like a super URL. These optimized links that help to create a uh, perceivably um, organic buying experience, but they're optimized to give you a greater rank benefit. So that's a good example of something that just by virtue of time and a recent change has been made more explicit. But where you're operating more in the gray as a brand is customer ownership, because the way that Amazon's terms of service and just really the way the spirit that they operate is they want everything happening in, in their ecosystem and the communication limited to buyer-seller messaging and the interactions being um, very, uh, very much facilitated by Amazon. Now, there's a few exceptions to that with cu- the, uh, the My Customer Engagement tool, these, these new sort of olive branches that Amazon is extending. But if we talk about it just today before those things really roll out, it's a, it's a question of how you read Amazon's policies and what you're comfortable with. But understanding if you're building more than an Amazon brand, taking that customer beyond the transaction is in your best interest and is going to give you an advantage. And, and honestly, if done right, it's a better buying experience and customer engagement experience that you facilitate because you don't want to just be the product that they transact with. You want to generate... Uh, uh, consistent repeat purchase behavior. You want to build that brand loyalty, that brand equity. And that is is the question I think brands have to answer for themselves is understanding Amazon wants it all in their sandbox, but you know on your site, on your social media channels, these different avenues to engage, to support, to build that value. um, um, That's that's an obvious um, positive but where do you land in terms of what you're most comfortable with in your post-purchase strategies or how you communicate with your customers in the way that you can? Interesting. Interesting. Very, um, very detailed uh, commentary there, Troy. And I think that's a good segue into, um, you know, what's your top prediction for 2022? And I, I mean, like, what, what, I guess what, what I'm saying is what do you think you'll see change from like, you know, could be seller behavior or even Amazon policy or, you know, what's your thinking there? Yeah, I think I think in many ways we're going to see a lot more consolidation on a number of fronts. Um, one that we uh, really see consistently, and we we read into this, we sort of read the tea leaves with the Amazon's rolling out for some of their own tools, some of their um, tools, product opportunity explorers as one, which is a product research tool that actually comes from Amazon, first party data direct from 
uh, from them. And we can start to see, and it really validates some of the assumptions where what they're breaking down in terms of what they refer to as niches is that there are only a very small set of search terms that translate into what is visible for a specific niche or what, what, what is the relevant products within that niche. And so what we're going to continue to see at that level is presumably you're not going to have Amazon search results where there's going to be pages six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and so on, because Amazon sort of knows in the same way that we know with Google, there, there's that's that's where you hide the results, right? There's nobody going to that level of, of detail because the relevancy just drops off a cliff. So what does that mean for brands? Is that that means getting creative with long tail keywords? taking advantage while that window may still be open of getting that ranking and visibility, kind of winning those battles, as I like to say, before you win the bigger war, going after your main keywords. Um, but then we also have consolidation in other facets of this space where when we talk about aggregators, even when we talk about agencies, where we touched on kind of the the sameness and some of the, I don't want to say the lack of strategic sophistication, but some of that to a degree where if if, um, as an example for aggregators that have to show so much shareholder value and have to generate returns so quickly with all this capital being raised and the relative underperformance that there is likely going to be a consolidation where the cream is going to rise to the top, there's going to be a refinement, um, and there's going to be a, a higher quali- quality, hopefully, but a, as probably a smaller quantity uh, that we'll see if, if we forecast out, I think, to the next eight, 10 and 12 months. So I think consolidation may be kind of the, kind of the, 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 the buzzword. Um, but I think that also plays into the 80, 20, you know, when we focus on what works on Amazon, what's shifting, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a bit of that maybe happening organically. And then a lot of these external economic forces and the opportunity that's welcoming all this capital and all the interesting things that are coming together for, for Amazon FBA and, and, and e-commerce. Yeah, interesting, and and that's a, that's a I guess is a very again very yeah, detailed commentary there, Troy. But are you talking about this specifically from a uh, through a US lens, or do you think this is you know we'll see the same things you know rolled out to other you know you'll see the same kind of changes in um, other Amazon markets around the world? What do you think? Yeah, I, I, James, I think that's completely fair. My my view may be a little myopic, where I, I do view it mostly from a dot com lens and, and um, uh, North American-based uh, aggregators and, and sort of seeing what is taking place. Because I, I think if, uh, if a far less cynical view would be, well, you have a lot of these new Amazon marketplaces coming online. So there's, there's new foot, footprints and they're going to welcome more, more consumers, more eyeballs, more capital. So you have this um, sort of revisiting of, a, of, a, of the concept um, and so that could welcome and, and sort of uh, it could burst my 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 bubble my my thinking in terms of this uh, this consolidation uh, that that could take place. However, I think the Amazon the Amazon specific aspect I think is where um, I don't see a major major shift there. I think what what they're doing with the ecosystem, what they're empowering sellers with with brand you know on the other side of brand registry with more tools, more resources. Obviously, is forcing a lot of innovation on on third party tools, which is great because the the brands win when we're all sort of fighting for the best way to to provide them value. Um, but yeah, I think I think that perspective is zooming out a little bit more. Um, 
I could, I could be, I could be too focused on, <laughs> on my local market here and missing out on the the global implications, um, which I, you know, absolutely Amazon sees too. We throw out that thirty billion number as soon as you have more, more footprints, more clicks, more searches. That's just more ad revenue. That's just more, um, more to Amazon's bottom line. Yeah, interesting, interesting perspective, Troy. Well, look, I'll leave it there as it's probably, um, probably time for bed for you. Um, and it's time for me to do more work as it's my morning. But thanks again, Troy. And, you know, we'd love to have you back later in the year to, um, to yeah, discuss and review your predictions. So thanks again. Sounds great. Thanks, James. Appreciate you having me on.